0: I'm just such a believer that in this day and age, we're more digitally connected than ever, but I think people are actually feeling lonelier than ever. So one of my favorite ways to meet like-minded women is to go to events and you know seminars, things where if I resonate with that kind of vibe, the people showing up likely do too. They were literally strangers on the internet that I said, hey, we should meet and we should be friends. Or they were women who I met doing things that fill my cup for me when I'm around it makes me feel like I level up, makes me feel like I'm a better version of myself when I'm around them. And when you find those people, you're usually feeling that way because the feeling is mutual, but you just want to invest in those relationships, like actually get to know who this woman is, how you can support her, and then show up, show up as the woman
1: We're talking all things personal development, including health, fitness, confidence, relationships, and so much more. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. You're listening to episode number 67 of the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. And I have a question for you, friend. Who would you be if you could get out of your own way and into action with your big ideas? Have you ever wondered if you have what it takes to start a business or launch that passion project? Do you feel like there is more for you, but you have no idea how to figure out what it might be? If you have longed to connect with like-minded women who will support and inspire you to level up, this episode is for you, my friend, because in the words of today's guest, girl, you are not meant to do this alone. I had the absolute pleasure of sitting down with Lindsay Schwartz, who is an entrepreneur, sought after speaker, top podcast host, and best selling author, and also a fellow Midwest girl at heart. Guys, you are going to love her as much as I did. A little bit more about Lindsay, she travels around the world, inspiring women to get out of their own way and into action around their big ideas and helps them create the careers they've always dreamed of. After seeing numerous women in her life stop short of pursuing their own entrepreneurial dreams, including herself, because of fear and self-doubt, she saw the need for more honest conversations about the ups and downs of entrepreneurship in order to show women that they don't have to have it all together to get started. Whether you're an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, or just a woman that knows there's more to life, Lindsay has lit the way to what might currently feel like a dark road to your dreams. Creator of the Powerhouse Woman Community annual event and podcast, Lindsay truly believes that we're not meant to do business or life alone, so get ready to shine some light on your fears, your inner critic, and light the road to your dreams through deeply cultivated confidence with Lindsay and I today. This week's show is brought to you by my ride or die supplement company, PE Science. P. Science has been in my corner for years and years now. Like I really mean it when I say ride or die. They've supported me through so many different chapters of my fitness journey and just my life in general. From college volleyball to bikini competitions to powerlifting to hormone balancing and overall wellness, they have helped me do it all. And they have a product for everything. They have a huge variety of super high quality purity guaranteed products. But the ones I use every single day at this point in my journey are the the Vegan Select Protein, the Women's True Multivitamin, which is designed for active women, the Symbiont GI Probiotic and Digestive Enzymes, and their Omega 3 Plus Super High Quality Fish Oil. And all of these combined are like my little team of supplement superheroes, and they work together to make sure that I continue to feel amazing, see progress towards my goals, and just maintain my overall health. So if you're looking for a protein powder, for example, I absolutely love their options. And the vegan one is really great for anyone who avoids dairy or just wants a more natural option. It's made from a blend of pea and brown rice protein, and it's sweetened with stevia. So you can just feel really good about taking it. And it's delicious. My favorite flavors are the Peanut Butter Delight and the Cinnamon Delight. And just the best part about pea Science as a whole is that they take product quality and efficacy super, super serious. Like everything is backed by science. Everything is clinically dosed and tested for purity before it even makes it into your hands. And they're one of the few truly trustworthy and honest companies in the supplement industry. And that's one of the reasons I'm just so proud to be a part of their family. and proud to have this week's show sponsored by them. So if you want to check out all of the products that I use and love and all the products that PE Science has to offer, you can head to pescience.com to start shopping. And then to get a 15% off discount, just enter code Marie at checkout. Again, that's P E S C I E n-c-e-p-e-science.com and the 15% off code is Marie. One last thing before we get into the episode is the review of the week. This one comes from Diana W. Cook and she says so glad I found this podcast five stars. My mom has always listened to self-improvement books all my life and I thought it was all woo woo. That is until I started listening to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. This podcast is great for modern women who are looking to find ways to elevate their life and health from a positive place of love. Well well said listening to marie's advice has helped me eat a healthier diet begin a workout regimen and build myself as a professional in a sustainable way from a place of love this podcast is giving women everywhere the tools to grow as human beings and thrive in their lives i also follow marie's youtube and instagram and the grind and be grateful instagram for even more motivation and great Information. Diana, thank you for the subtle flex and the integration of all of my other platforms. That's so awesome. And I am so, so happy to hear that the podcast has had a true like tangible positive impact on your life that is what this is all about and you truly just made my day by leaving this review i know it only took you a minute or two but it makes my entire day and i would love to hook you up with some surprise wellness goodies i like to send my reviewers of the week a surprise goodie in the mail like a real present gift giving is one of my love languages so diana message me on instagram diana w cook who left this review on june 27th write me a Uh, DM on Instagram with your address so I can send you a gift and if you're not Diana but you want a shot at being featured as a review of the week and getting a wellness goodie from yours truly just head on over to the Apple podcast app on your iPhone or iTunes on your Mac computer search for grind and be grateful and head over to the ratings and reviews section and leave us a review it really only takes one minute but it means the entire world to my team and I so thank you in advance if you take a moment to do so Now, without further ado, let's hear from Lindsay and get into the episode. Hello, Lindsay. Thank you so much for joining me on the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I am so grateful to be here. Oh, I love it. And I'm so excited for this episode because you're basically the definition of a powerhouse woman, which is on brand for you. And we're going to go deep in just a couple of minutes. But first, I would love for you to just share with us what being a powerhouse woman means to you and maybe like a quick tip on how you power yourself up on days where you don't feel so powerful. So I guess that's two things.
0: Well, there are certainly a lot of those days. And, you know, what's funny, the backstory behind Powerhouse Woman ended up being the title of my first book. And I had written the entire book and didn't have a title for it. And I was in a spin class one day. I feel like a lot of my best ideas come when I'm working out and I'm like really sweaty and this this word powerhouse popped into my mind and i actually rejected it at first cuz it sounded so masculine and so like raw and that's actually i'm i'm more like chill like girl next door like your bestie but i'm also not afraid to challenge you when necessary mm-hmm. and i really just sat with it for a while and realize that i think so many women probably feel like me where they are not present to their own power the thing the things within them that make them uniquely qualified to go after the big goals and dreams that they have so i decided to go with that title and almost reclaim this term you know what it is to be a powerhouse mm-hmm. not Teaching women that they have to, okay, here's the five steps to become a powerhouse, but actually saying no, like that's who you already are. Yeah, I love that. So much within you that can be used for good and pointing women back to that. And so that's that's what I do for myself on a daily basis too, is to remember that, you know, I'm I'm gifted in certain ways, and that is what makes me a powerhouse, is that I use those gifts that I have and do the best that I know how in this moment to use those gifts to impact other people. So mm. that's a, probably a longer answer than you expected, but no, it's, it's something that I think is a really important distinction because that word can, I think, carry so many different connotations.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then for the many, many, many days that I wake up and I'm not necessarily present to my own greatness or my own gifts, I was actually just thinking about this on a hike I took right before we hopped on that one of the fastest ways for me to snap back into my purpose and get out of my own way is to remember that the you know the bigger purpose that I feel called to is not actually about me. So usually when I'm feeling uninspired or even like paralyzed by fear or self-doubt, I'm just thinking about myself. I'm focused on how I feel or my own fear and worry about what would happen if and the fastest way for me to snap back out of that is just to focus on even if it's just one specific person that I know is watching me or needs a little encouragement. And when I think about her, it's like the fastest way for me to tap back into what I'm really put on this planet to mm, do.
1: I love that. It's like just getting outside of your own head and like realizing that you're here for a bigger yeah. purpose. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I also love that you talk about reclaiming the term powerhouse i think i think something similar is happening happening with like the word boss or like bossy right like in the past we've seen powerful women as like oh they're bossy or like even bitchy or something like that but we're like reclaiming that for ourselves and talking about ourselves as bosses which i think is awesome I agree. Totally. Yeah. So I read your bio at the beginning and I'm sure our listeners had a similar reaction to mine when I first discovered you of like, this woman sounds amazing. I need to be in her energy and like hear what she has to say ASAP. So can you kind of tell (laughs) us like what's your background story that led you to become a powerhouse, to become the actionable, powerful, like purposeful woman that you are today? And also like how now you use all those things and like your superpowers to serve the other women that you're thinking about. About um, with your business.
0: Yeah, it's this very interesting social media world that we live in right mm-hmm. now, where you know, we we're seeing the highlight reel of someone's journey. And even though I'm really open on my own podcast, or even a lot of times in captions that I write about the struggles that I still face, it's not like I overcame my self-doubt and now I'm just totally free. The bigger game I play, the more the doubt and the fear are, you know, the more intense Mm -hmm. they are. And so I think the best way to answer that question is I spent 30 plus years of my life really playing it pretty safe. And what I realized was I'm like a pretty ambitious and driven person. So, by giving maybe my 60 to 70%, not ever risking looking bad or failing, I could appear on the surface like some other people's 100%. Like it looked like I had it all going on. And at the time, um, this was maybe three, three and a half years ago, on the surface, I I do. do have a great life. I had a business, a health and wellness business that I had started and, you know, left my full time job, like lived the laptop lifestyle. I have an amazing husband. We have the cutest dog. And it wasn't like I wasn't sharing about struggles that I was facing, but I knew, even though on the surface, most people would have been so happy with what I had achieved, I couldn't I just couldn't deny this feeling inside that I knew deep down I had more to give and I wasn't giving it. I was just scared. I was playing it safe. And really that discomfort of staying at 60 to 70% of my potential came to a head in this one conversation. I will never forget a woman approached me. She was like a mutual contact. I knew her through this personal development workshop I had done. She saw my business, you know, saw what I was doing online and said, Hey, you know, I'm putting together this webinar of entrepreneurs who want to get their message out in the form of mm-hmm. a book. And I think it would be really great for your to establish you as an expert in your health and fitness business. And it was kind of this critical moment where, well, first of all, I like started by listing off all of the reasons why I was definitely not cut out to write a book. I had a fitness blog for three years. And, you know, if you've been around marketing or like the online world for any length of time, you know, they say publish consistent content. So I consistently published one article per year. (laughs) I had exactly... On this blog, I kid you not. And no one read them because I was so petrified of putting something out there that someone else Mm -hmm. would criticize. That was it. I, I would criticize it myself, and then I would convince myself that someone, you know, a random person on the internet wouldn't like it. And that was enough to stop me. And so, in this conversation with her, I said, Well, here are all the reasons why I'm not cut out to write a book. But if I did, I wouldn't want it to be about health and fitness anyway which was something I'd never said out loud. I don't even know where that came from. But she asked, of course, like, well, what would you write about? And he said, you know, I see so many women who look at my life or they say, you know, it's so cool how you have your own business. I would love to do that. Or I have this idea. I want to start this blog. And the moment I would ask why why they weren't doing that or what their next step was, they would list off all the reasons why they weren't ready or they didn't know enough or they didn't feel like mm-hmm. they were enough. And was, it would always just make me think, gosh, don't people know that is exactly what it feels like yeah. to build a business or pursue a big idea? You totally have no idea what you're doing. You're figuring out know, as you it go. It never goes away. Every step <laughs> away. It never goes away. And You know, anyone who's telling you otherwise is a total liar, quite honestly. Or they're not playing a very big game in life. And so it just always made me like it kinda broke my heart to see so many women stopped by fear and doubt. And so I whatever I said to her, some version of that, she paused, this dramatic pause, and she said, You mean just like how you're telling me you're Mm. not a writer? (laughs) And then she said, like I was like, rude. How dare you? And then she said, you know, if you don't write that book, who's going to? Now, of course, in my mind, I could have thought of a lot of other people more qualified, but I literally was at, I was like in this season of restlessness, I knew I was meant for more and I was doing nothing about it. And it was just one of those days I think about like in old school where there, where Will Ferrell is in the debate and he's like, <laughs> what happened? I blacked out. I feel like it was days for me where I i don't know what happened. I just remember coming out of my office and looking at my husband and saying, so I guess I'm going to write a book. And and that really started it. And I had no idea what that book, you know, and just the process, the year long process of writing that book would do for my life. And it changed everything. I mean, it changed what I knew I was capable of. It gave me a platform to like really make an impact with other women, but not from a place of, Oh, I read this in a book and let me tell you what I learned. Cause that, that was kind of the, my MO before now it was, Holy shit. I'm learning like I am in this mm-hmm. with you. I am scared out of my mind, but let me tell you how beautiful it is on the other side. And it changed everything and I I will never stop sharing that message with other women cuz I want them to feel the freedom, the abundance, and just the true fulfillment, unlike anything I ever knew, was possible. That's waiting on the other
1: side of doing things that scare the life out of us. Mm, I love that, and it's like it—it's hard to like fully encapsulate how it feels to like step into that. Um, and I know if like I was—I've definitely been in that place where you just feel really stuck and like you're not filling your purpose, and like there's so much more in you, but at the same time, like the the fear and the like unknown uh, like keeps us paralyzed right and so what mm. are like i mean you you share an amazing testimony but what are some of like the concrete like action steps that you found are helpful for women to move through that and start taking that inspired action
0: yeah oh gosh that's such a great question i think number 1 is what i mentioned earlier really getting in tune with who you're doing this for because mm. it's not about you. And I think as women, most of us are wired as givers. We will, we will do something uncomfortable so much faster for another person if we mm-hmm. know it's going to someone else. Or if you think about just like if you're a mother, like how you relate to like if your child needed something, you would find a way to make it happen. And that was number one. I had to just like get over myself. Like it's so not about me and I was making it all about me. But then, and here's the part that I don't like it, but I know myself, and I'm just going to be really, really honest. You might be different if you're listening to this, but I know myself well enough to know that if I am not, if I don't create massive accountability for myself, I'm not likely. To continue when it gets really, really challenging and when the resistance gets really, really strong. Mm
1: -hmm. So what I
0: mean by that is, for me, typically, I need to be financially invested to a point that it almost makes me want to puke. I'm just going to be (laughs) honest. So, you know, doing this webinar when I was writing the book, it was 16 weeks and it was like a couple thousand dollars. I'd never spent that much money and really invested that much money in myself. So I would literally cry almost every day. I was so uncomfortable. But I was not willing to give up because I couldn't turn to my husband, even though he probably would have understood and been so compassionate. I couldn't look him in the face and be like, yeah, you know, that couple thousand dollars that we decided to invest in, in me in this program. I'm, I'm just not going to finish it. Yeah. It just was like it was to a point where I just knew I wasn't willing to to let him down. And then, you know, there, there were always other people too, that I just didn't want to let down. I would have given up on myself so quick, like just being honest when it got uncomfortable, but I didn't want to let him down. And then, you know, moving forward, I've invested in bigger things like a business mastermind coaching. I just know that I'm not, (laughs) I'm not accountable to myself. So I know that enough, and I also know it, I never feel ready to invest the money into the next thing. So I I just do it. you know what I mean? I make smart right. choices. I make sure that I'm in a position where I I can, but it never feels comfortable. So that's the other thing that for me, and and I'm talking to the women who you know you are ready for like radical growth, and you just have to throw yourself off the cliff sometime. It's not even like oh this leap of faith. No, I literally had to like. I was kicking and screaming. I had to like throw myself off the cliff
1: and realize
0: that I needed more accountability than I was willing to give myself.
1: Yeah. And I think this, like, I do wellness coaching. So a lot of my clients and with wellness coaching is obviously like a ton of mindset work, a ton of self-worth work, like all of that stuff. So Mm -hmm. a lot of my Clients, like they come to me after they finally realize that you, we can't really hold ourselves accountable that well. Like our brains just aren't wired that way because at the end of the day, like our brains care more about like keeping us safe and secure and like out of danger, right? And even though like starting a business probably isn't going to like kill you, it like our brain reacts like it is. So you have to like override that conditioning somehow. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I also love that you believe really strongly that women were born to create, right? Like that's something that you you always talk about and that the world works better when women get into action with their big ideas. So I'm curious, what do you think um, our world would look like if more women were like boldly showing up and creating their futures and doing the big scary things that they keep thinking about?
0: Yeah, I this was something that kind of came through as I was writing the book. And I say came through because there were certain parts of it that I don't even know how to explain it, were like straight up channeled from somewhere Mm -hmm. else. So cool. And in a lot of ways I know that I was also writing the book that I needed. I needed that reminder that it's my divine birthright as a creative being, that I've been given certain gifts. And my one purpose on this earth is to figure out how to use those gifts to help other people. And I saw it in myself, I saw it in so many other women where we do the, well, yeah, but, or we look at other people's gifts and then we start to minimize our own. And I just really started to think about like, what would the world look like? And I, this isn't a specific like female issue. I know men also struggle with this. I believe, though, as women, we're far more likely to give energy and attention to our limiting beliefs and hold Mm -hmm. on to them a lot longer. Um, That's just been my experience, at least. And I truly wonder and I don't know if this is true or not but I wonder would we have a cure for cancer would we have like solutions to really serious social issues if more people really stepped into where they feel uniquely called to serve or just started to explore what are they curious about like what social injustice breaks their heart and if we if more of us just got into action around that and sometimes that first step step, step is not always clear. It's not like you can see yourself 10 years down the road. But there's usually a pretty clear first step in the direction that you need to take that if you trust yourself enough to take that first step, the second one and then the third will start to reveal itself.
1: Mhm. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't start because they don't see like maybe they they know step 1, like even if they won't admit it, they probably know step 1, but if they don't know steps 2 through 765 or however many it's going to take, like they they deem it impossible instead of trusting that like once they take step 1, step 2 will become apparent. Yeah. I mean, that was me.
0: That was one of the biggest reasons why I wasn't doing anything. Like truly wasn't doing the big things that I felt deep down I was really supposed to do is I wanted to have the plan. I wanted to know steps one through 1000 before I would ever take the first step. But in my experience, that's not how it works. And quite honestly, if I had been given the view let's just even say sitting down to write the book. And I would have been given the view, even just up until this point, I think it would have freaked me out. I I think that I wasn't all the steps because it was too much for my mind, like you are talking about, and just my comfort zone to handle at that point. Mm -hmm. So I could just the first little step because that one, it still challenged me. It still stretched me, but it didn't totally scare me to the point where I was paralyzed in fear.
1: Yeah, that's so true. Like if we saw then maybe like let's say 5 years ago the the battles I guess that we'd be facing now, we probably wouldn't have started, so it's probably for the best that we like didn't know what we were in for. But now that we're here, we're glad yeah. that we're here. So true. Yeah, and that's something I say all the time to my clients or my friends who are in business, things like that is like every single level unlocks like a new challenge. It's never like you overcome the first challenge and then it's smooth sailing because every time you're called to do something bigger, it's like a new a new way to stretch, a new way to grow. Like every single step is a new thing.
0: Yeah, I think that naively, I believe there was a certain point where it just wasn't as challenging. Yeah, you know you get to a certain point of success or you know enough to minimize any fear or just the challenges. And the truth is, it's been the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. You know As I've grown, so has my capacity for overcoming challenges, but the challenges themselves don't go away. In fact, they've just gotten bigger. You know, Mm -hmm. as I've gotten more bold and taking bigger steps, I'm now facing. I mean, some, some of my really like deep rooted lifelong insecurities and doubts. And I know that even when I'm ugly crying and I'm, I'm at that point that I'm so uncomfortable because I realize that I'm, I'm literally breaking up with a habit that has been ingrained in me from the time, like as early as I can remember that there's certain habits that can't come with me where I want to go next. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like thinking think about like back in the days where I used to get down on some Super Mario, like you, you can't <laughs> go to the next level until you beat like the dragon in the level before. Yeah. Like you, there's no thing as just bypassing, you know, having to go into the little castle and throw fireballs at the <laughs> dragon. And life is kind of
1: like that. I'm just yeah. realizing now. Yeah. yeah. I <laughs> love that analogy. And it's so true. Like the level you're on prepares you for what you need for the next level and we can't try to skip ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So we definitely don't need to have it all together to get started. We just covered that, that we only really need to know step one. But what do you think we do need to have in order to get started? Like, I know that we, we're not going to be ready, but what do we need to be?
0: Mm. So I would say, I mean, I would even change it and and not even say what you need, but what can really help you to take those initial steps. Because I do believe if you have the vision for a specific project, a business, a blog, whatever that is, I believe that you are you're seeing that vision and getting that inspiration because you do have what you need, at least to get started. Now, what I've found really makes all the difference is surrounding yourself with other people who are doing the work as well. Mm. Even if they're not doing the same kind of business. But if you're if you want to strike out and be an entrepreneur and all your friends around you work a traditional job and don't have any aspiration of being an entrepreneur, which nothing wrong with that at all. But you're going to be influenced by people who don't understand the journey you're about to embark on. And what gave me ultimate permission to just keep moving forward was I started to find those influences who I could see my own journey in theirs. They were maybe Mm -hmm. a step or two or 10 ahead of where I wanted to go. And on the days where I just felt like a total loser, you know, it would be a post or a podcast episode that would remind me, okay, the people that I admire and look up to are feeling this way too. Sometimes this is just this resistance I'm feeling is just an indication that I'm growing, that I am going in the right direction. So seeking mentorship and community with other people who are doing the kind of work and really committed to the kind of growth that you are can speed up your results exponentially. And also, just make it a whole lot more
1: fun along the way. For sure, for sure. And especially when you're embarking on like this strange new journey, it's all uncharted territory. So, if you can at least have like an adventure buddy with you who's exploring the uncharted territory at the same time, like it's a lot more comforting too. Or if you can even have someone like a couple of steps ahead of you who can like illuminate the way a little bit, that makes it easier as well. Absolutely. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So what about when it comes to like the people who are already close to? Like, do you think that we need to have like our spouse or our best friend or a family like on board with our vision? Or can we do it alone? Like what what do you think about that like that hurdle?
0: Yeah, that's a really, really common question that comes up. And I, I think that it's such a blessing if you have it. And if you don't have it from the people in your closest inner circle, your spouse, your family, your closest friends, it's up to you to go find it. If you just keep focusing on the lack of support that you're getting, you're going to feel unsupported. Mm-hmm. But there are absolutely, without fail, women out there who genuinely want to connect, they want to support you, they want you to support them, but they're not going to show up at your doorstep and yeah. ask if you want to be friends. Yeah. So it's one of those things where if you are blessed to have a supportive spouse, my husband is like just the most incredible human on the planet, biggest supporter by far. And I, I look at that as not How he should be, but that's something I I should be eternally grateful for, and just to really acknowledge it where you have it. But if you don't have it, kind of built into your current circle,
1: then it's your job to create it. Mm -hmm. I agree. Like taking ownership. Like even if you don't have the optimal conditions, like what can you do to make your conditions better?
0: Yeah, and then of course there's a whole other issue of if you know people in your life are opposed or like are actually having the opposite effect where they are trying to discourage you or you know whatever that might be my here's my belief and you can take it or leave it but this is what actually empowers me to create the kind of life that I want no one in our life is put there by mistake Mm -hmm. everything that we are facing is for our greater good. Yeah. So ask yourself, is having the the support, the not the support, almost like the validation of other people around you, is that something that has been holding you back for a while now? Um, Something I dealt with last year that I was like so unprepared, I can't even tell you, like so unprepared to face and to really look at was, I had an experience with someone who was a friend, and essentially had this person. Completely misunderstand my character, even go on like kind of a smear campaign, telling other people uh, that I wasn't who I said I was, mm-hmm. and I've never felt that kind of hurt and disappointment. Yeah, and I don't—I'm not sharing that to get like sympathy or anything like this because, again, I don't believe that it is, even is anything malicious on that person's part. She's dealing with what she is dealing with, and everyone is observing your life and the world around them through their own lens, um, but my belief is that that exact experience was given to me because I was not present to how much I was allowing other people's opinions of me to dictate what I would do and not do. Mm. Like almost until I was in that experience and in that mess, I couldn't see the depth to which Like when I talk about habits that can't come with us, that was a habit that would forever prevent me from taking the bold moves forward and steps forward that I I knew I wanted to take because I was always looking at opportunities through the lens of, well, would someone disapprove of this? Would this make someone bad or feel bad? Would this, would me stepping into my full purpose make someone else feel inferior when that how other people feel is actually nothing about me, but I couldn't see—I literally could not see—that pattern of mine until I was in the midst of yeah. what I thought was my worst fear, which was someone didn't like me, yeah, and someone you know was on a, a mission to make sure other people didn't like me too,
1: yeah, and I, it,
0: it set me free, and and ser- I can't even explain in words how much. I'm grateful for that experience. I'm grateful for that person because of the lesson it taught me. Now, obviously that person isn't in my life anymore and that's unfortunate. But even that, I believe there are certain people who come into our path to teach us lessons. Mm -hmm. There are certain people who are only supposed to be part of our path for a short time. Um, And it's a little bit different when it's family or when it's people that you live right under the same roof with. But I bet there's something... Within your language or your the way you show up, that could change even the way people around you react and feel about the thing that you're pursuing. And you've got to get to that point of I don't think I'll ever get to a point where I fully don't care what other people think, because that's actually part of how I'm wired. I care deeply about people. But distancing myself from being controlled and my actions being controlled by the opinion of someone else, especially if I know I am fully on purpose, then I give them permission to not get it. It's okay if they yeah. don't get it, but but I don't combat them or, or try to make them
1: get it. I just do my thing. Right. And if they come down, great. Right. You're fe- feeling called to do it because it's for you, right? it's That's your calling and it doesn't have to be theirs. And we don't have to understand theirs either like we can all have different things and that story reminds me of the saying I'm totally going to butcher it but basically it's like the universe is going to teach you the lessons that you need no matter what like it will continue increasing like the intensity of that lesson until you understand it and I think like you said There were signs of this before and that you needed to learn it, but it took that magnitude of an experience to, like, fully start understanding it. And so, like, what's for us and what's meant for us won't pass us, but sometimes it's going to be, like, painful to get it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for the women who are craving more like in person connection, because we're, we're not meant to do this by ourselves. Like we are meant for connection. We are meant for community. Can you talk about some of your favorite ways that women can connect with a community, um, or other women that are like on their level or, you know, on the path of up leveling that they're pursuing?
0: Yeah. You know, for me, it was just a giant experiment. When I first started in entrepreneurship, I came from a commercial construction background. So I literally had zero friends who were entrepreneurial or even who I wanted to like stay in contact with. Mm. I had to build a whole new network and it was the best thing that ever happened to me because it taught me how to do that. And I've been on... So a couple of things. You know, there's there's amazing virtual communities, groups on Facebook, free places that you can plug in. But you don't want to just sit back and be like an observer. You want to actually start to connect with people. So whether that be, and I am like unashamed. If I see someone and kind of observe them online and I love their energy and they just seem cool. Mm -hmm. I am the weirdo that will send a message and be like, we should be friends. Yeah. Let's have a coffee date or even if they don't live in my area, a virtual coffee date. I do those via Zoom webinar, which is free all the time. You know, if a woman wants to connect and she doesn't live in my area, or maybe we just both have crazy schedules, we'll just hop on zoom for 30 minutes and just kind of chat and get to know one another. And I know it sounds so silly, but it literally is like dating, you know, finding your girl gang, like those women who will aggressively support your goals and, and are on the journey with you. You have to take the time to build relationships um, obviously putting yourself in more target rich environments is helpful, which is why I'm such, I'm just such a believer that at this, in this day and age, we're more digitally connected than ever, but I think people are actually feeling lonelier than ever. Mm. So one of my favorite ways to meet, like, I like joke, cause my, my mind just went, one of my favorite ways to pick up chicks <laughs> know, to meet like-minded women is to go to events and, you know, seminars, things where if I resonate with that kind of vibe, the people showing up likely do too. And right. so those are some of the, the, the ways I've met the women who now are such an important part of my life. They were literally friend, strangers on the internet that I said, hey, we should meet and we should be friends. Or they were women who I met doing things that fill my cup and who I just really am always looking for energy. Like who, who just has energy that f- for me when I'm around it makes me feel like I level up, makes me feel like I'm a better version of myself when I'm around them. And when you find those people, you're usually feeling that way because the feeling is mutual. But you just want to invest in those relationships, like actually get to know who this woman is, how you can support her and then show up, show up as the woman And the friend that you want in return, that's like the way to start to build some of those relationships that'll ultimately be such a huge huge part of your own journey and your success
1: yeah I love that you mentioned like actually taking action like extending an invitation extending a hand because I've done that thing before I'm like oh I want to connect with other like minded women and then I like find a Facebook group that seems really cool <laughs> and then I'll just like scroll and creep and lurk <laughs> but like not actually do anything with it so I feel like I'm like you know in the same room kind of Mm -hmm. as all these other women but like I don't actually get any connection from it and so I think taking that step of actually initiating a friendship or at least like a first date um, is so so important and that's like something that we often just we like skip over it we're like oh that's weird or oh they're probably busy when in reality like we all are craving that connection and The times that I have done that, like people are so excited and like not weirded out at all that I reached out to them. Exactly, I feel I used to tell myself that lie too,
0: and the truth is, I mean, for sure, I have proposed coffee dates to people that I never heard back from, or maybe they did think I was weird. I don't. I mean, I am kind of weird, you know. (laughs) Yeah. But the ones who are like minded are going to be open. Mm -hmm. So if we're okay with being like, quote unquote, rejected. And we're okay with putting ourselves out there unattached to whether or not we get a response. Those have been some of, I mean, I'm just thinking of a few women off the top of my head right now that our friendship literally started because one of us, either that person said to me or I, to them, Hey, we should be friends. Like I just cut to the chase right away. I'm like, I don't, here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for friends that also want to take over the world. Are you in? Mm -hmm. And being like flat out because the women who are also on that same wavelength are going to be like hell yeah I want to be friends like what do, what do you have going on exactly um, and then realizing like you're not going to you're not going to completely um get along and be besties with every single person but even just by taking the time to get to know someone and genuinely being interested in what they're about and what they need you're gonna build your reputation for being someone who is connected. And that's been one of I I would say that's one of the most valuable assets that I have built is my network. Mm-hmm. And people know me as someone who if they need something, they can reach out and I will know someone to connect them with.
1: Yeah. Nine times out of ten. That's awesome. And and such such a strong suit and such a testament that you like practice what you preach.
0: Mm, it's I mean, now that we're talking about it, I really You know, do think back to those early stages where I had truly a network of zero, zero in terms of people that I really wanted to be aligned with. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was leaving my full-time job and starting a health and wellness business, I started from scratch, and it's been almost it's been about nine years of investing in relationships. And sure, I've got some really crazy stories of totally (laughs) weird conversations that have come from it, but. I also have the most incredible group of women in my life who support everything that I do and vice versa.
1: Yeah, that's so beautiful. And that that's something that I think we all we all are craving and having having connection is one of like our core core needs. Right. But also um, I know you have a background in like wellness and health and fitness and taking good care of ourselves is something that also like really serves our bigger vision, right? Like if we're not able to show up as our best selves physically, we can't really in our other places. So can we just pivot for a second and talk about like how you tackle like self-care, how you manage your energy and how those things support your big vision?
0: Oh, absolutely. That is well, it's something I am always learning more about yeah. and never perfect at, but it's also something that I know is so important for us to talk about and mm-hmm. all of us to talk about because what works for me might not work for the next person, but I think the journey to self-care is figuring out what does work for you and And I notice when I'm off or where an area of my self-care is lacking because I I feel off. I'm showing up as not the version of myself that I want to. Either I'm short with people, I'm getting frustrated, I'm nagging my husband, like truly anytime I'm not operating from like my highest state, it's usually because I am not setting boundaries not taking time to refill my cup Mm -hmm. or sometimes literally, and this is this is like true transparency, the way that it, you know, my lack of self-care often shows up is in um I'll get so into the projects that I'm working on that I just like won't eat. Yeah. And, you know, it'll be like all day and I haven't had a meal and I am hungry. You know, it's not like I'm trying to to fit into my jeans or anything like that I just get so focused it, it I don't take the time to stop and refuel in that way mm-hmm. and I have a health and wellness background like I know that's not at all like how to how to achieve my optimal energy and well-being so just know that like even people in the wellness industry like we're always fluctuating back and forth between you know, be having really consistent habits and then falling off track. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's just been a matter of daily checking in, you know, what's working and what's not and not, and giving myself so much grace, but looking at, okay, well, where do I need to put some, some things in place to make sure that I am supported to be able to keep doing the work that I want to do. So like with the meal thing, it's as simple as like, this is, this week is a perfect example. We just got back from traveling and then I had no time built into my calendar the day we were back, fully back home to go grocery shopping and meal plan and prep some things in advance. So this week has been a total shit show. Mm -hmm. Like literally, it's been awful. And I, I feel it now I can sit and beat myself up or I can say, okay, what do I need right now? And so, Tomorrow, Friday was like the first day that I could without interrupting other people's schedules or, you know, just negatively impacting someone else's projects. It was the one day that I could totally clear my calendar I'm just hit taking a mental health day and I'm going to go grocery shopping and I'm going to get my life in order to where I can feel like in flow again. Mm -hmm. And I just knew that I needed that because... I was feeling the negative effects and not showing up as the best version of myself.
1: Yeah. So checking in with yourself is like a non-negotiable and eating well is a non-negotiable. Are there any other things that you feel are like foundational to you being your best?
0: One of the biggest things lately has been those boundaries. So saying no more than I say yes, Mm -hmm. really carefully carefully protecting any yes that I give so that if I'm showing up like on a podcast interview, which really is one of my favorite things to do. If I showed up here and in the back of my mind, I'm like, Oh, I didn't want to be doing this today. Mm. That's a disservice to you. It's a disservice to the people that listen. And I think that really helped me get more rigorous with setting those boundaries was realizing that if I was just trying to be a people pleaser and say yes, and wanting to be everything to everyone, the way that I showed up oftentimes was not consistent with how I would want to show up for that person. So it's actually awesome right now to say, you know, if I'm on a phone call with someone and they're like, Oh, I know you're so busy. Thank you so much to say, Whoa whoa whoa, I only am saying yes right now to the things that are a hell yes for me. Yeah. so when I'm on the phone with you. it's like the highlight of my day. And to see that person's reaction, like realizing that time spent with them is that important to me.
1: I yeah, mean that, that I'm right now. Getting- That's an honor,
0: you know. Yeah. Oh heck, yeah, but I again, I didn't know that that was important to me until I spent years on the other side of that equation where I would Mm. say a lot of yeses and there are times where sure do I have to do things I don't want to do of course yeah or there's even times where I'll say yes to a commitment and realize it really should have been a no but I gave my word and so I have to like give myself the pep talk like even though this should have been a no just pay attention so next time you know you, you can lovingly just say not right now or whatever that looks like but then I literally have to intentionally choose to show up as though it was a yes. Because mm. look, life, sometimes you're going to show up for things that you don't really want to be doing, yeah. but I didn't learn how to decipher between what was a yes and what was a no until I had some of those experiences where I was like, I really don't want to be doing <laughs>
1: this right now. Yeah. I like give a specific example right now, but like me yeah, every mean- time I talk myself into going to a party and trying to stay up late- <laughs> i don't even
0: i'm like mid-30s i'm so like not that's like the easiest no for me like oh
1: stay out past 9 p.m no i was like (laughs) me in college which wasn't terribly long ago but like it feels like a lifetime ago because now i would never even dream of committing to that so funny. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I feel like the boundary setting is something that I'm honestly still learning to be better at, but that's made all the difference in this season of my life, even to clear time then to do the things yeah. that make me feel good, um, you know, on the other front, like eating healthy or, you know, even just having like quiet time. Um, I would say that. And then I log out of my social media apps. Ooh, so I great. have like dedicated social media time but I notice that I get distracted really easy or even just, you know, like sometimes social media is not my best friend. Mm-hmm. I, whatever, compare myself or whatever that is. Um, so I've just started during the day. I have like morning time when I post and I stay, stay logged in for about an hour just to comment and, you know, do all, all the social media things. And then I log out. Yeah. And I don't log in until like later in the afternoon or if I have to check something or if I'm like, oh, yeah, I wanted to respond to that person. I'll log back in, do that thing. Just quick check to see if there's anything else that needs my attention and log back out. So just having the mental space of not getting those notifications every five seconds
1: has really been so good for my mental health. Yeah, I love that. And also something that popped into my head that has helped me with this as well is like remembering that every time you say no to something, whether it's a commitment, social media, whatever. Every no is also a yes to something else, right? Mm, so true. Yeah. So that's helped me as yeah. well. So if anyone listening is having problems or struggling to set boundaries, remember that every time you say no to something, you're actually saying yes to yourself or something better than whatever you were presented with.
0: A hundred percent. And I have that conversation with women all the time. You know how many. If, if we're not willing to admit it ourselves, you probably can think of a friend, we'll just say a friend, quote unquote, wink, wink, that has ever said, you know, gosh, I wish I could do X, Y, or Z, but I just don't have enough time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's such a cop out. Like we always have time. It's what are we what else are we allowing to fill that time right. that we're not actually committed to building that business or writing that book or calling that customer. You always have time. Right. And and I'm just like speaking really frankly, really to myself, because I still catch myself feeling like I don't have time to do the things that, you know, I forget which book it is. I think I think it was the book I read called The One Thing, where mm, he talks yeah. about The things that actually build our businesses or even those, you know, if we think about it from a health and wellness perspective, the little daily habits that actually lead to a healthy and vibrant body aren't make or break in the moment. You know, if you miss one workout not a big deal. You're not going to drop dead. But same as like, if you eat one salad, you don't get a six pack abs. And we're in such an immediate gratification culture. I'm guilty of it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it's easy for me to keep pushing things off, pushing things off, but eventually down the road, that lack of activity, if we're talking about like physical activity or lack of activity in our businesses or pursuing the things we really want to do, that compounds. And that's where people find themselves you know, in a very different position a year down the road, six years down the road, you know, whatever that might be. And so I'm really conscious of that. Like, where am I using that excuse? You know, I just try to catch myself and like tune back in. Where am I saying I don't have time? And then what needs to to go in order, like if this is really something I'm committed to truly. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not. Sometimes it's like, ah, I would like to, but I'm not really that committed. Right. Um, But if something that I know is going to ultimately lead to something I really want, then it's a matter of, well, I probably need to start saying some more no's to make room for it.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I think this has been such a valuable, empowering conversation. And I'm sure that our listeners now want to hear more from you and they want to know all things Lindsay. So where can they find you? Pimp yourself out. Tell people about your book too, so that they can just soak in everything that you have to offer
0: well that was pretty much it not at all <laughs> that was a whole spiel i'm really not that i'm not that excited beyond <laughs> that no um my probably my favorite place to hang out right now is instagram and my personal instagram is just my name Lindsay schwartz i have an extra l at the beginning because apparently Lindsay schwartz is a really common name um and i, I love to hang out there i i also run our powerhouse women instagram so it's just powerhouse underscore women um And it's me. There's like no team behind it. It's just, if you send a message, I'm there. I'm the one who's going to respond. And then, yeah, I mean, all of our websites are linked there and all the things. Our podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. It's just, everything is powerhouse women. I'll just keep it really easy for you. And um, yeah, my favorite thing in the world is just to connect with incredible women like you who are doing the work and you know, just to drop in and get to have a conversation that hopefully someone else benefited from too. But I know that this was definitely a highlight of my day.
1: Oh, thank you so much. And we're super grateful for you. But before you go, there's always one last question that we always ask because this is the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. We ask, what is one thing you're currently grinding toward and working hard for? Um, could be business, could be personal, could be resting more. Um, and what is one thing that you are hugely Grateful for. Mm, oh, I love that
0: question. Okay, so the thing that I'm really stretching myself in all new ways, working toward, is I'm I'm doing the most epic collaboration with a good friend of mine. Her name is Lori Harder. Um, Look her up if she's like way cooler than me even. So you should definitely follow her. Um, And she and I both host live events and we both believe in the power of live events and see so many women who want to... Um, host their own, whether it's a workshop, something small, or a big live in-person event, kind of like we do. But we're also seeing that a lot of people are having trouble making them profitable. Mm -hmm. And we're stand for the next generation of women who are going to lead transformational work so we're collaborating for the first ever train the trainer type um, certification so you'll get to spend five days with us in January in person in Phoenix Arizona and we're really just going to empower the women who want to lead live events of any size Um, that's called event love L-U-V and it's just it's been really fun I think just um, testing out collaboration on a whole different scale I'm just like so so much and like I literally cry every time I get off the phone with one of the women who signs up and just hear about her vision I've just never felt more on purpose um seeing all these women's uh, hearing their ideas and um knowing that I want to help them make that a reality so I'm I'm working on that that's been super fun And then grateful for, oh, that's like my favorite question on earth. Today, I'm feeling especially grateful for my family. I just came back from spending a few days in Wisconsin. That's where I'm from. And we actually, it only happens maybe one time a year that all my family is together and my soul is just so full after spending that time with them. That's so
1: special. That's Awesome. Well, thank you again, Lindsay, for being here. We're so grateful for you guys. Be sure to take a screenshot of you tuning in and post up on your story, tag Lindsay and I, so that we can send you some love back because we really appreciate you spending the last hour with us. And Lindsay, we're grateful for you and cannot wait to stay in touch. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for spending your time with me on the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm so happy that we were able to hang out and share some good vibes today. It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take one second to share this episode with someone who you think would love it and please leave the show or review on iTunes if you're enjoying it. Tell me what you think. Let me know what you want to hear more of. It would really help me out on my mission to educate and empower women to become their very best selves and create more content that you're going to love. Thank you again for listening and supporting the show. And until next time, don't forget to grind and be grateful, my friends.